few episodes ago, I had as a guest, uh, Dr. Katie Leonard from Johnson College here in Scranton. Uh, Johnson College, as uh, our current listeners may know, is a uh, technical college that we have partnered with several times for over the past 15 years to get uh, uh, skilled workers and uh, drafts people and, and you name it, uh, we have gone to them to uh, enhance our workforce. Uh, one of the main topics when I was talking to Dr. Katie was uh, workforce development. Uh, anybody that knows anything in business today knows that is probably one of the biggest challenges uh, facing uh, any employer. Now, I, I wanted to continue on that theme, so I reached out to Bob Durkin, who is the CEO of the Scranton Chamber of Commerce, and um, Bob has had, you know, actually Pat Frischoni, our president of Simplex, is the uh, chairman of the board right now for um, the uh, Scranton Chamber, and works very co closely with Bob. And, and in some preliminary discussions with Bob, I asked him to uh, kind of fill in the blanks because uh, what is happening in, in Scranton and in the Scranton metropolitan area is happening all over the country to, to different degrees. And in fact, at Simplex here yesterday, we had a, um, a meeting to discuss our workforce and how we can recruit better. And with, with this, the availability of skilled labor out there. And, and you know, we put one thing at, at the top of our list, which was attitude and work ethic. Um, so uh, I'm gonna ask for Bob's input, feedback, his success stories, you know, because Bob's had a long history in working for nonprofits. So he is an expert at motivating people, getting people to participate, getting people to get self-educated and really getting people to donate in a lot of ways. So he, he knows how to twist arms. So Bob, welcome to the show. Thank you for your time today. I'm glad to be here, Dave, but I'm not sure I've truly been called an expert on much of anything. <laughs> I have a lot of experience, so maybe some of it's worth something. Well, good. I'm I'm, I'm glad you're, you're you're willing to share. So, Bob, you know, in, in our discussion last week before the call, just to kind of set up the call, I, I'd like you to take some time and um, talk about the workforce development that that you're doing through the chamber in the Scranton area, and and in particular, I think you you, you talked a little bit about skills in Scranton. Yeah, so the, uh, the Greater Scranton Chamber of Commerce is a, a bit of an uncommon chamber in the sense that we are not just traditional Chamber of Commerce, which you know, holds uh, networking, uh, government affairs, uh, special events, opportunities for businesses, our members to do business to business. We actually have eight different affiliates under the chamber umbrella, uh, all different 501s under IRS standards, so I won't get into all that. But we do economic development, we do leadership development, and we do skills development workforce. Uh, skills in Scranton is a 501c3 affiliate of the Greater Scranton Chamber of Commerce focused specifically on the workforce needs of Northeastern Pennsylvania. Uh, it is, uh, for years, we've, been, we've had uh, skills in Scranton under our umbrella for more, more than 30 years. And uh, over time, we've had some, some success in connecting uh, the business community to the educational community and, and et cetera, back and forth. 
but it was in some ways it was a bit dormant for a period of time, um, really doing occasional projects here and there, you know, one-off initiatives, for example, that might be grant funded. Uh, and, but in the last several years, and I'm, I've been in this uh, seat right now seven years, uh, since, since I've got, gotten here or gotten back here, because I was actually vice president of the chamber 25 years prior to that, um, since I got back here, we started looking at the traditional way in which economic development takes place. So Dave, as you and I had talked about last time, historically, if we were looking to attract a business to come to Lackawanna County, City of Scranton, Northeastern Pennsylvania, um, 30 years ago, the first questions would have had, would have had to do with uh, real estate. You know, do you have land? Do you have buildings? Next question was probably going to be what type of government incentives or, or chamber incentives would you have to attract the business here? And, and workforce would come down the list because it was a strength of ours, but it was a given. Now, here we are in uh, 2020, and when we talk about the priority of what people want to know, what they want to hear, as we're talking to them about showing them the value of being in Lackawanna County, uh, workforce is at the very top of that list. I often say it's, you know, borrowing the old real estate line, it's, it's about workforce, workforce, workforce. And um, pre-COVID-19, uh, and in fact, even now in a number of the segments that we work with, probably including uh, Simplex, um, there is a demand, there's a high demand for employees. And so that's why you see billboards and you see a lot of uh, job fair participation in a number of different sectors for us in Lackawanna County. So, so the demand is still there. Uh, the challenge is fitting the talent to the needs. So, you know, let's use Simplex as an example. I mean, certainly the technology that's involved in, in the building trades as, as you work it uh, with Simplex uh, has changed dramatically over the last, you know, not only the last, 20 years and probably in the last five years. So you need individuals who are skilled, not in not only in traditional uh, talents, but also, you know, computer skills, math skills. Um, you know, you just, just have to have that. And the question, the challenge that we have here, and the, it really is a challenge across the country, is fitting that. It's that skills gap, as it's often referred to, making sure that individuals are coming out of secondary education, you know, high school education, college education, trade schools like Johnson, and they're fully prepared, effectively prepared for the, the type of work that they need, that you need. And um, that's the gap that exists across the country. You know, and, and I think I just happened to read um, a housing profile report this morning that was put out and it listed the Scranton area. And I, I, I'm guessing this has to be in our favor for the countries is I'll just read from the quote, currently the metropolitan area is ranked as one of the 10 most affordable metropolitan areas in the country, according to the National Association of Homebuyers. So I'm, I'm thinking that has to be an, a, an attractive proposition to some people like, uh, I know uh, Chewy, I, and I, I, I'm, I'm assuming the, the chamber had a lot of interaction with Chewy when they came into the area. Yeah, Chewy is uh, building uh, their 800,000 square foot facility up in one of our business parks, the uh, Valley View Business Park. Uh, it's in, in that side of the park, it's the largest building uh, built, that is to say, in the Archibald section. Uh, Trammell Crow has actually just completed a million square feet in the Jessup, part, Jessup section of that, that park. Yeah, so uh, a number of businesses, uh, including Chewy and uh, developer Trammell Crow, major development and major uh, national and now international 
companies um, have come to Lackawanna County in Northeastern Pennsylvania. Um, they recognize as we, we actually, through our marketing arm, the Scranton plan, where we actually proactively go out and market all over the country with a particular emphasis on the uh, Atlantic seaboard. Um, one of the strengths that we you know, put out there is the cost of living and cost of doing business, as well as the quality of our workforce and, and the availability of quality land. The um, affordability issue is interesting uh, from a timing standpoint, because while it's always been a strength for us, um, during COVID-19, one of the things we're finding out, and I'm sure you've heard some of these stories, I call it the escape from New York philosophy, uh, where individuals uh, are leaving the major cities uh, and looking for safe you know, ground. And Northeastern Pennsylvania, Lackawanna, Monroe, Wayne, Pike counties have really benefited from this. Uh, the realtor community, and we're working on a project with the, uh, the regional board of realtors on this, uh, are telling us that this is a real opportunity for us, not only from a housing standpoint, to get people to either buy homes and, and the, you know, the home market, I hope, it, hope it's playing out this way for, for you on, on the building side. Oh yeah, it is, it's crazy. Yeah, really, really hot. Um, and, um, and so people are learning, have learned over this last six months be able to do what we're doing now, which is to work with Zoom or other, you know, uh, communications platforms uh, and can effectively work from a distance. And so we're using that right now to try to recruit individuals uh, who either have, in many cases, they already have some roots here in Northeastern Pennsylvania, and maybe they grew up here, maybe they went to school here. Uh, and we're showing them that not only is it an affordable place to live, a place where they can get a quality home, a quality second home in some cases, uh, but all the other amenities that we know and we tell people about that are 15 minutes away from downtown Scranton, you know, skiing, baseball, golf, rail trails, cultural activities, everything is within this area. It's all scaled to the size of this community. And we think it's a, a very appealing draw for individuals, particularly those with, with high levels of technology talent, so that if we can bring them here or bring them back here we can continue to grow the pool of that talent. And that should be helpful, not only for, you know, growing additional businesses, but businesses like Simplex who might be looking for access to talented engineers or designers or other professional you know, standards. Well, and, and Bob, and just, just recently, we were lucky enough to pick somebody up that was escaping from Philadelphia and in our engineering department and they they wanted to move up here uh it it was we i think we had an ad in, on indeed and they responded to the ad but and then we we were lucky enough to pick up uh, another person that works remotely for us in the western part of the state uh, that does some some you know is in a position where they can do work um from home so we are trying to think outside the box uh yeah one of the 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 programs that we're trying to put in place is to train people in-house um, and take either more experienced laborers or workers that um, have a, a knack for that, or maybe some retired people that want to come back and work part-time and help train our new hires. Because, you know, when we advertise for work, uh, you know, one of the unfortunate things for the labor force is, you know, the, the food service industry has just been decimated. And so we're getting a lot of people that, that work in restaurants and things like that. And that doesn't necessarily 
disqualify somebody because as I said, we're looking for people now that have um, a good attitude and a strong work ethic and we can train you. You know, we can, we, can, we can train you for that position and you may have to start a little bit further down on the ladder, but, but we're trying to control our own destiny as much as possible. Well, I, I think that feeds into the idea that we touched on before, and, and that is, uh, you know, it's about workforce and the dynamic nature of today's workforce. So really, you're referring to what we would call the upskilling uh, nature of this. And, you know, no matter where you are, no matter what position you're in, you know, we, we're all, we all need to be committed to lifelong learning. Mm-hmm. So the dynamic nature of the workforce, what is, a, what is a, a valued skill today, five years from now may not be. And so there needs to be a constant churning and education and on the job certifications that come from uh, schools like Johnson or Lackawanna College uh, are really important and valuable. And and by the way, the employer of today and tomorrow really needs to have standing relationships with institutions like Johnson and like Lackawanna College, you know, in your trades. And then, you know, in terms of engineering and the like, uh, Penn State Scranton is adding a new mechanical engineering program. University of Scranton has just added a mechanical engineering program. So I think we've got great educational institutions that can complement and support the work system, you know, the the businesses in different sectors throughout Northeastern Pennsylvania. And and so that's something that I think has to be be made as an investment, not only by the businesses, uh, but by the public sector, uh, as we look to try to move beyond COVID-19 and also look at the uh, dynamic and ever-changing workforce of, of America. You know, for, for us, as you said, it used to be uh, location, location, location. And, and in, in, in the past, it used to be, um, what's your hourly rate? I'm talking if we were hiring for the plant and what are your benefits? And although that's still important, uh, it, it seems like uh, company culture uh, has plays a big role. I know uh, my daughter works for a... Uh, um, pharmaceutical company in uh, outside the Philadelphia area, and she loves the culture, uh, you know. And and it's and it's more expensive to live, obviously, in that area. But she she speaks of that often, and um, that's another area that we're trying to to hone in on for us. That 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 when people come here, you know, it's easy to to stay someplace that where you like, you know, you like, you like the people, you like, you like the ownership. Well, and and, and let me add, you've probably heard this before too. It's the difference between a job and a career. And, um, and the idea of, of coming to a place to a simplex or any of the other quality employers in Northeastern Pennsylvania, um, where you, as an individual, you might look at that and say, I I really like what they do. Uh, I like the work itself. Um, they're investing in me in terms of upskilling and continuing education as necessary. Um, and that's the, that type of investment really can come back in spades because it's, uh, it's a kind of, it's the undercurrent of the culture of a career as opposed to just a plain, just a job. And people forget that, especially um, in my lifetime, I had the opportunity of working for a large corporation where you were more of a statistic and then having been fortunate enough to work for a a smaller privately owned company like Simplex where the ownership is actively involved. But one of the success stories at here is, you know, one of our past vice presidents and a current vice president 
both started out working in the factory. And I think people lose sight of that anymore. And I know today in, in is, is a, a right away, everybody wants things to happen now, 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 but to, to speak to the opportunity of um, a career versus a job is, is, is really important. And, and I think a lot of people do lose sight of that. Yeah, I personally, I needed to, uh, I, I, I became a flash in the pan after 30 years of working elsewhere. And, <laughs> and then here. But then again, as, as my friends and family will tell you, I'm a little bit of a slow on the uptake. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. And I think that that culture becomes, uh, you know, it, it more than permeates, it, it becomes, uh, I mean, I'm not going to use the word viral. <laughs> I shouldn't. Ah. Uh, but, it, but it's, you know, it's the kind of thing that grows uh, and people feel it and word of that spreads. Uh, let, me, let me say this, and at, at the risk of sounding like I'm pandering, and I guess probably I am, with the chairman of, of my board, being Pat Frashoni, uh, yeah. and um, but it's it's also uh, Simplex uh, has invested in this community for many years. Um, Simplex has been a member of this Chamber of Commerce for 31 years. Uh, Pat didn't just become the chairman of the board because you know we picked his name out of a hat. We asked Pat to be the chairman of the board because Pat and the family and the the employees are so engaged in this community and have been proactive in working. You know, as a part of the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, and, and to me, I think that's an extension of what you just said before. So there's, there's a solid, you know, valuable culture within your organization. But I'm also going to tell you that there are clear, you know, there's evidence that that has, you know, gone outside the business itself and into the community, you know? Well, and you're right. And, and, and I know that the gentleman that's recording us has often told me that, you know, Simplex is Simplex is a great company, and I know I'm an employee, but they I, I truly believe that. But one of the things that he respects and I respect about Simplex is what the Frashoni family has done for people behind the scenes and the stories that never get told. Because when it, when you come down to it, we're you know, we're all just human beings, or everybody should be, especially in times like this needs to be trying to help help their fellow man. And I don't want to get too philosophical about it, but, you know, it, it, it is true. And, it, and when people, especially, you know, when, when we come to like the Bob Durkins of the world say, hey, can you help us work with our workforce? Uh, that's one of the things that I think is, is a shining star for us. And, it, and, and I'm sure a lot of other companies too. I mean, all the way up to, I'm sure Chewy didn't get their reputation for being a, a great company overnight. I mean, I'm sure they had some great culture behind them. Well, and, and let me just, uh, you know, carry the, the chamber mantleist for a second here. One of the things that uh, I find critically important in the work that we do here uh, is to make sure that we're informed by those of you who are in the, the workforce, those of you in the business world. And so, you know, we've taken through our skills in Scranton program to doing uh, business roundtables. Uh, and, and by the way, we we're already doing it pre-COVID-19, but we ramped it up at a high level um, because of the circumstances. So in the last program year, which for us began last July and ended in June. Um, so we basically March until the end of June, we did uh, 12 different roundtables of different business sectors, um, you know, including, you know, Pat, Pat was in on several of those, you know, um, 
and logistics and manufacturing, healthcare, uh, construction, you name it. We, we, we were looking at the different sectors, certainly, uh, you know, restaurants and hospitality industry as well because of the, the way they've been hit. And I bring it up in this context, it's really important for a business association like the chamber um, not to be, you know, promote, promoting activities or programs or, you know, initiatives based on what we've read in a book. It's, it's, it's more important to hear from you and more important to hear from the leaders of the business community, the day-to-day -day challenges that you're facing, you know, in, in a normal work environment, and certainly right now in the COVID-19 environment. And as a result, we basically took what uh, is called our program of work, our annual work plan, if you will, strategic plan, and really, you know, retooled it uh, to deal with these current circumstances. That could only happen when we have the kind of engagement that we have with Simplex and, and the other business leaders uh, throughout uh, Lackawanna County in Northeastern Pennsylvania. So how does, um, and I'm sure being in the chamber and there's a national, cha the national chamber of commerce too, correct? There's a U.S. chamber and there's a Pennsylvania chamber. They're, they are separate organizations. We're members of both of them. So how does the idea sharing go back and forth Oh, great, great point. Um, for, for me personally, um, I belong to an organization called the Association of Chamber of Commerce Executives. And within that group, and that's an international organization, but within that group, there's a, a roughly 75 chamber group called the Major Cities Council. So it's chambers similar to ours, many of them larger than the Scranton area. But because of the complexity of our chamber, we actually fit in with models of larger, of larger chambers. And so, um, on a normal normal circumstances, uh, we would commute, you know, get come together as a group uh, every quarter uh, for an event or programs. We'd go to a national conference, and you know, people would meet in person and have a chance to talk. Since COVID nineteen, uh, in the first three months of that, uh, I was a part of that group every week, uh, roughly sixty to seventy five chambers every week, sharing what's going on. Uh, and I'll say a couple of things. One is we benefited tremendously from that kind of a network. And I would recommend that any business person, you know, look to their logical association, uh, groups like that, and, and your chamber of commerce, preferably the greater Scranton chamber of commerce. Um, but uh, there were two things that happened on this. One is I got a lot of great ideas, but also I was really pleased and proud of the fact that so many of the things that we did early COVID-19 and continued to do became the models for other chambers across the that network. So for example, the, the first thing we did, and I mean, I mean the first thing we did 48 hours after we left this building and reestablished ourselves remotely, we began a process of calling one-to-one -one, one calls to every one of our chamber members. We've actually done it three times already in total, basically through the crisis element or crisis phase of this to say, okay, how are you doing? What can we do to help you? Uh, and then again, more than just asking that question, using that to inform what we did. Uh, another thing we did, which was kind of fun, was we had our annual dinner um, established uh, in advance of this. It was supposed to take place in March. We po postponed it until June, and we decided to do it virtually. And we were the first chamber in the country that we were aware of that actually successfully pulled that off. Now, I say successfully, but it was Pat Frashoni and I doing this live with a band, a magician. I mean, you name it. It was the craziest thing. It, it, was, it was a whole lot of fun. Uh, but we wanted to show, and it was really Pat's idea that we wanted to go and do this, 
He said, we don't, we don't want our members or the community to think we're folding under this situation. Let's show them that all we have to do is be creative and we're gonna come up with a way to, to keep business going, keep our programming going and to keep our community held together. And it, we really feel like we accomplished that. And that, that really was a major push from Pat for showing. Wow, I, 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 now he, I never, he never mentioned that. I would have loved to have seen that. That's really interesting. So, yeah, you didn't miss much, Dave. What's that? I didn't miss much. <laughs> Pat, Pat and I are not exactly entertainers. Okay. Uh, well, with all that being said, Bob, and we're starting to run out of time here, but uh, so how do you get, how does, how does a person get involved with the chamber? Well, to start with, um, you know, check us out. Um, I'm not a believer of in, in trying to sell somebody something up front and let them find out about you later. We want them to know who we are. So if you're if you're a member of the chamber right now, we want to encourage you to reach out through our easily do it through our website, www.scrantonchamber.com, um, or just simply call us here, 570-342-7711. You can ask for me, Bob Durkin, I'm the president. Uh, but we have a full team. We have 24 people working for us here. So there's a great number of talented people who can you know help anybody with whatever challenge they may have. And if it's not something we do here. We have the contacts. We can help push people and move people uh, into the space that they need. Uh, if you're a member of the chamber already and you'd like to become more involved, again, using the same points of contact or through our social media platforms, and we're on all of them, um, just you know, reach out to us, see what we're doing, call us, talk to us about what your challenges are. And uh, I promise that uh, if, if you want to give some time to this, we can make it well worth your, value, uh, your time, both for you personally and valuable to your, your company. Uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a saying about chambers of commerce. There's, there's two mindsets. Uh, what it, the questions are, what do you get from the chamber of commerce and what do you get through the chamber of commerce? In some cases, people in today's society look at things transactionally. I want, if I'm gonna pay dues, I wanna know that I'm getting that amount of money back or then, and then some. And sometimes that works. We're a big complicated organization. We, we buy a lot of things, but we certainly with 1400 plus members, we can't have transactions with every one of the members. So then it becomes a question of what do you get through the chamber? And you get through the chamber largely what you put into it. So if you take advantage of our networking, you take advantage of our government affairs activities, take advantage of uh, any number of special events, opportunities to meet other businesses, opportunities to do business to business, opportunities to learn from others. And we have educational programs and educational sessions uh, that we run throughout the year. Even now, even under these challenging circumstances, we're still running a lot of those programs. So we think we can help with the continuing ed side of things. We think we can help open some doors for individuals who otherwise don't have the time to learn about what's cutting edge on you know, whether it's technology or communications or social media. We can bring that to them and it's well worth the investment. Trust me. That, you know, that, that's great. You know, I appreciate it for our listeners because we do market into, you know, uh, 11 different states. So if you're out of the R area, you really should uh, look into the Chamber of Commerce. It's a, you know, you, you get out what you put back in. So Bob, thank you very much. I appreciate you. People know how to find the Chamber. Just Google Scranton Chamber of Commerce um, and to find Simplex, simplexhomes.com. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on LinkedIn. I'm Dave Mertz. Thanks for listening.